but it can buy me a boat. There's a place where the boat is from. Listening to the Always Be Booked Caribbean Cruise and Orlando Vacation Cruise Cast with your host, Tommy Casabona. All aboard and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Always Be Booked Cruise Cast show coming to you not quite live from Orlando, Florida. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to find, download, and listen to the show as we cover anything and everything relating to cruising. Welcome back. Here we are. I want to remind you at the top of the show, as we usually do, to ask you to follow us on Instagram, which is Always Be Booked. You could also type in ABB Cruising. On Facebook, Always Be Booked. Uh, YouTube, you know, we recently put up a couple of montages or a couple of videos. One montage, the video of the lovely Miss Kay falling and wiping out. We'll keep them coming uh, here and there. Also... I have some past cruises and some funny videos of some other cruises, and it's on my personal YouTube. Uh, you'll find a lot of a few weird stuff up there. Just just to let you know, you'll see something. I will also do some DJing and stuff like that, country music DJing. I put some mixes on there too as well. It's not a cruising-related YouTube site per se, but I have an old carnival, actually the Carnival Splendor. My first trip on the Splendor I made, I have no idea what makes a youtube video go viral but for some reason that one went viral it was just a pretty much a a a run-of-the-mill montage and a mini ship tour as well and uh i have no idea but it ended up getting out to thirty thousand people or thirty-five thousand people whatever it was but uh yeah that was that just happened somehow i have no idea how hopefully uh (laughs) history repeats itself but uh that youtube channel is tomcast19 if you want to check that out, uh, you may see some just weird things that are just whatever. But if you feel like checking it out, there's that. There's also what I always talk about is the uh, where we like to hang out on the Splendor at the back of the ship. One day we just randomly – and this was actually really cool. We just out of nowhere organized a random uh, impromptu belly flop competition in which – and you watch this video, this is why I fell in love with this ship, and this is why I fell in love with this part of that ship, because, man, there was just so many participants. People loved it, and we just kind of pulled it out of nowhere, me and my buddy Nick, and it it was a rousing success. It was pretty funny. We put a little rocky music to the back, to the uh to the back of it too but that's tomcast19 on youtube and you know tomcast tommy casabona that's the name first three letters of each doesn't take a genius to figure out how that came about but that's it uh what else are we trying to push yeah just the podcast in general if you like what you hear please review it please uh subscribe please comment share tell a friend that's the most uh, helpful and most important thing you can do that said, let's get started with the show. We've been talking about a lot of where I want to go, what I want to do, and where I've been. and what I want to get back to the regular routine. We've also been messing around with you guys a little bit as far as what the release dates are. We've been coming out with cruises and dr- – I'm sorry, podcasts um, randomly, 
because I'm just still, honestly, for, to be honest with you, I'm still trying to get back to normal schedule-wise off of that cruise, catching up with work and everything. But here we are. I think this is it. This is Sunday. So what I normally try to do is, if you're not aware of the schedule, ideally, I'm getting a, a podcast out to you Sunday for Monday. There are the occasions where I will get it out on Monday, and you guys will hear it at that point at any time Monday. I would love... To be able to just be as consistent as possible. You guys understand I do not do this full time. Life gets in the way. Got to work. Got to do things and uh, do the best I can. So hopefully you guys are enjoying that. And hopefully you guys uh, will listen to the podcast whenever it comes out. Just check for the alerts. Set it for the alerts or just keep checking back. You can find that on iTunes. You can find it on Stitcher. Again, my favorite app to find podcasts and listen to podcasts is called Podbay. I think it is run by iTunes. I really don't know. I have no idea. All I know is that I was there. One day I popped up on it automatically. So I'm assuming that it just, if you're on iTunes, if you've Subscribe on if you're downloaded on iTunes, you will pop up on Podbay. But either way, check out Podbay; it's a pretty user-friendly app. Let's get it on here. Here we go. All right, so the cruise booking update. I told you on the previous episode that we were going to switch from. I'm, I'm sorry. Spoiler alert: If you guys didn't listen to that podcast, oh well, sorry, but you're gonna hear it now. We were. I was booked. We were booked. A few of us on the uh, Carnival Vista. And we switched it over based on the research we did and the feedback we got to go on to the Norwegian Escape. We made it, we made the change. So that was uh, set for – no, okay. So the carnival was set for October 15th. The Escape was set for a seven-nighter out of Miami on September 30th. I booked that. You know, we, we just went ahead and booked it. So then I tried to call Carnival to cancel the Vista for the October 15th, and I was told that you can't get your money back. <laughs> I guess that's when they tell you to read the uh, fine print, guess read the fine print. But they told me I'd have to roll the money over, and oh well, I'd have to put this money into another cruise. Ugh, jeez, what torture. So we are more than happy to do that, and what we decided to do was book the Carnival Glory for September 25th out of Miami, and that's going to Key West and Cozumel, and it's an extended Cozumel stay. You go uh, from noon to 10 p.m., I believe it is, so we're pumped to do that. Then we'll go back to Miami. We'll have to find a hotel. We'll have to have a, uh, a, a rigorous, tough, uh, you know, real boring night in Miami, and then the next day will be our sailing on the escape and we'll book a set we booked like i said the seven night out of miami on the 30th can't wait i mean that's going to be one hell of what is it now a 12-day run that's might might as well be light years away i've made no arrangements at work to get off that amount of time and uh it is 230 plus days away so we're going to cross that bridge and we're going to break that to the old employer uh when we get there you know so many things can happen between now and then. That's the way I look at it. You got to you miss 100% of the cruises you don't book. So, we're 2 for 2 here and we're ready to go. All right, let's get into it a little bit. You know, I you guys, I told you guys before a bunch of times the industry that I work in. I run bars, nightclubs, restaurants, you know, combinations of all three. Uh and I feel like 
there's so many stories that I should just start kind of, you know, this is a cruise podcast. I get it. And you guys are here for the real deal on cruising. But I've also gotten a lot of feedback. By the way, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Please email me with anything you guys have, suggestions, feedback. You want to break my chops, you, uh, you know, anything. If I got something wrong, you want to correct me on anything, I would appreciate that. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. I recently saw a bunch of them that came in. They're still coming in, and honestly, it's very humbling and really, really cool to read. But what I uh, what I, what I wanted to do was, I guess, I don't know. Well, some of the feedback I got was that you know you just feel like you know you kind of, and that's what I'm trying to do. Connect. We want to connect with you with the audience. We want to have a back and forth, and I want you guys to feel. Honestly, like you know me, and the reality is you pretty much do because we're pretty much going off the cuff. Again, I always kind of – I stopped for a while, but (laughs) for a while I was kind of continuing to tell you that I am not a professional broadcaster, trying to get better each and every week, but going to let you behind the curtain a lot. So some of the personal stories and some of the personal things that you guys – that I have been saying here and there seem to be – well received. Now I'll probably get a whole bunch of emails saying, "No, not really at all. Please keep it, keep, keep, keep the cruise info coming." But you know, just in the industry I work in, I thought it would be a shame to let some of these stories go unnoticed. And uh, I'll think of some along the way. I don't have any right now, other than what just happened this weekend, which was funny. I mean, some of these people that work for you—you you can't write some of the stuff that happens. In this, and I could tell you this too. Right now, I've been doing this for a very, very long time, and I'm a veteran of the industry. And you like to say and think that you've seen it all, but that is always that envelope is always pushed. And the truth is, you've never seen it all. So, I mean, not that this is a crazy story, but it's just just a little funny thing. I got these bouncers that work for me, and uh, man, they're nice guys. They're just big dudes and and, and just nice guys, but. I don't want to, I guess, uh, further any stereotype that the typical bouncer isn't necessarily headed towards a seat in the Senate or into the medical field or whatever, but you just can't. These guys, man, I tell them, I just want to be able to know that I could trust you, and I just want to be able to know that I could rely on you, that there's any – security is a very important position in – late night bar business because what's going on pretty much is chaos you know especially just you know add the drinking and add you know just the idiocy of people and as i get older i get more sensitive to it and i just i can't believe some of the things i'm seeing so with that in mind security you know we have fun we have a good time bartenders they're allowed to have a good time you know even managers you know servers whoever security though that's a situation where you're kind of relying on them to keep the tent on the circus. And through them, you ideally will have a situation where I call disaster will uh, averting disaster. As disaster will be averted and they will just kind of like make sure that at all costs, you know, security is the one area DJs are security is the one area that is not on the party end of it. The security should be there and they should be no nonsense. These guys, it's hard though. You know, you're hiring these guys, they're young. That's a battle. It's easier said than done. So these guys come in, and at the end of the night, they want to do their thing. But it's hysterical because I saw a security guy who was supposed to be in his post. And I walk out, and I can't find him. He's not in his post. So I'm walking around the bar looking for him, and I can't find him. The bar was pretty crowded at that point. We do have an outdoor patio, and I spot him before he spots me. And he's in a crowd of people talking, 
and he has a cup in his hand. Now, I could go up, let me smell the cup, what's in the cup. I could do that, or I could just be like, you know, whatever. But either way, so I walk over in that direction. Now, I'm not looking at him anymore, but he sees me that I'm walking in his direction. (laughs) Along the vein of just the bouncers kind of like, you know, not being maybe necessarily the, the road scholars, he decides that he sees me. He knows he's somewhere where he's not supposed to be. Now he's about six foot one, 245 pounds. And he decides in his crowd of people that he's talking to, maybe three or four people, that his solution is going to, to squat on the floor. Just get on the floor. I mean, I, 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 how do you even, how do you even begin to go with that? So you're walking around and you're walking, you're approaching him, you see him, he doesn't know he sees you. He just squats on the floor and think, not behind the desk, not behind a wall, not under a table, not anything, just squats on the wall as I'm five feet away from him, thinking, maybe he won't see me. I couldn't help myself. I mean, I want to, his name's Leo, and uh, I stop, I stand there, I'm looking around, and I just, the, the people that he's with are hysterical laughing at it too. Because he's seriously trying to hide out of sight. So I just stood there and I just played along. I was like, oh, man, I wonder where Leo is. Has anybody seen Leo? Leo! Leo! And I'm like literally on top of him. So he sees me. He's like, I'm sorry. And he, and he walks back in. And he's just like tail between his I'm like, I, I, I talk to him after work. But it's almost hard to get mad at that because the level of, 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 of dumb is just hysterical. And then – uh. He's got like two of them. There's like two of them that are just like uh, – uh, I don't know. They're like movie characters in that they're lovable guys. They're good guys. They're reliable guys and I truly, truly like these guys. But they almost can't get out of their own way. They try to get away with stuff. They try to do – and it's just a nature of the game. It's just kind of part of the business. Uh, last night, I have my back to, I guess, the back door. There's still about 12 of us in there cleaning up, counting money, just wrapping up the night. But the security guys are still there. So now we're at about – we close at 2. It's about 2.20 right now. And I'm counting money. My back is to the door. I'm checking out a bartender uh, you know, for, just to make sure you know, everything's on point as far as the cash register and everything. I hear a little bit of a tussle, a rustle behind me. And I hear shh, shh, shh. It's, two, it's about 2.15, 2.20. And, and the place is pretty big. So there's a lot of room for things to happen. And I'm about maybe, I don't know, 50, 60 feet from this. The door is opening. I hear a rustle. I turn around. And it's these two dummies running a team of three girls. I mean, white girl-waisted girls with heels, dressed, glitter, sparkles, stumbling all over the place. Their idea is that they're trying to, you know, I guess hook up with these girls or at least get in with these girls or make these girls happy in some way. And they, these girls want to come back and use the bathroom. Everybody knows 2 o'clock, the doors are locked, nobody comes in, we're counting money, this and that. They think they got a shot with these girls and they're going to get a better shot if they let them in to use the bathroom. But they think that since my back is turned and I'm counting money – that they're going to be able to run them to the bathroom and they probably coach the girls in the way. All right, girls, the manager's right there. Uh, you just got to be quiet and you got to run straight to the bathroom. Tell that to 
drunken, glittery, white girls, wasted chicks that are wearing heels. And what you have is a disaster. They're falling down on their way to the bathroom, trying to get back up. The guys are dealing with shit. I'm like, guys, I'm standing right here. And oh, it's just such a mix of, and I show them anger. And I'm like, guys, clock out, leave the building now. And in my mind, though, I'm just, I'm laughing. I'm laughing hysterical because it's just unimaginable to me that these guys would think that, uh, you know, they could they could pull this off. It takes a special kind of, um, it, it takes lack of better terms. It takes a special kind of stupid to A, try to pull that off and B, think that I'm not going to catch it. It's just, you can't, you can't write it. So I'll just throw some of those in here and there when they come up. They won't always come up, but whatever. All right, let's get to the cruising. Meanwhile, guys, just remember, if those are boring stories to you and you could care less and you're here straight for the cruise talk, you always got that button. You could hit that 30-second forward button or uh, 15-second forward button. So just skip along, and here we go. Let's get on to the cruising. All right, so what I said before is that we were going to do a good amount of news. Again, it's not breaking news. It's news that's happened over the course of the last 14, 15 days or so, and I wanted to kind of touch on a lot of it. But this is a pretty recent one. Uh, Sib Hashian, Hashian, who is the drummer for the band Boston, legendary group out of guess where? Yep, Boston. They were at sea. He passed away at sea. There was a Legends of Rock theme cruise, and you guys know my affection for theme cruises. I've always told you that if you have not been on a theme cruise, find something that you're interested in or find the most thing that's at sea that you're most interested in, even if it's not something you're a diehard for, and go on a theme cruise because there really is a different energy. It's a different vibe. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's just like a regular cruise, but I will tell you that it uh, it's a whole different experience, and it's almost a, like a, dare I say, spiritual experience, but it's, it's really, really cool to be at sea with all those like-minded people. Sorry, digressing. Legends of Rock Cruise, ew, he was mid-set when he suddenly collapsed. A witness says CPR was performed. They pulled out a defibrillator to no avail. Very, very sad news. I mean, Boston is a legendary group. You guys know uh, more than a feeling. Uh, smoking, right? That's one, too. That's a little upbeat upbeat song. There's another slow one. I'm, it's escaping me. I was going to say Amanda, right? But it's not Amanda. No. But in all seriousness, uh, rest in peace, Sib Hashin. And very, very sad. His daughter confirmed that he had indeed passed away. Uh, this cruise began on March 18th in Florida. Had stops in a few places, including Puerto Rico and the Bahamas. And uh, he did pass away in Nassau. The cruise did continue. And appropriately enough, a lot of the performances and the artists did perform musical tributes to Sib on the ship. And uh, you would expect nothing less. And thoughts and prayers go out to his family. Rest in peace, Sid. And uh, if there's any silver lining to it, he was on a cruise. He was mid-set doing exactly what he loves to do and uh hopefully hopefully he didn't suffer too much and i mean i've never necessarily been a huge boston fan but what a successful group over the years and i'm sure he had legions and legions of fans that are mourning him right now so sad story didn't mean to bring everything down but i did want to at least give that little mini tribute to sib and uh everybody who is you know all his loved ones Let's move on. Oceana Cruises has announced 10 new journeys to Cuba in 2018. The Cuba thing is crazy. What do you guys think? I mean, is it more hype than anything? Because, you know, like a lot of times things 
like I said, when I described the Oasis of the Sea, so many things are hyped up to be this cool little thing. And, you know, you couldn't go to Cuba for so long. Was it the fact that you just couldn't go the big thing or was it you really wanted to go to Cuba? You know, was it like the type of thing where you want it because you can't have it or what? I'm sure that has something to do with it. But, you know, the Cuba sailings have have come out and it, like a lot of people it doesn't seem like i'm hearing all this huge buzz about how great it is i know there's currently some restrictions you know you got to remember you're going into a country that's a communist country still make no mistake about it and it uh not necessarily the most progressive doesn't have the amenities that we're used to so uh, is is cuba somebody weigh in to me as well with that tommy at always be booked.com is Cuba all it's cracked up to be? Because ever since they started cruising to Cuba, there there isn't this whole you know you saw uh, what is it uh, Fathom from Carnival went out of business and that they were the first ones to do it and they were uh, obviously they were relief efforts. But what is the deal with Cuba? Are people really enjoying Cuba? Either way, uh, Oceana Cruises is doing some round trip uh, cruises from the port of Miami. The itineraries range range from seven to ten days. They all include Havana and then Santiago de Cuba. Oceana also added six sailings to Cuba aboard Insignia in the fall of 2017. Get back to me though, really guys. Tell me how everybody's enjoying that Cuba stuff because, again, the buzz since it's been kind of lifted and the embargo has pretty much been lifted from a cruise standpoint. It seems like, you know, cruise lines are just continuously adding cruises into cuba left and right let me know if the actual experience of cuba is living up to all the hype tommy at alwaysbebooked.com all right moving on something new is on the horizon what is it it's actually the horizon the car- <laughs> the carnival horizon aka the vista sister it's going to launch in the mediterranean next spring She'll sail out of Barcelona for four round-trip sailings. Then she's going to hit the Atlantic early in the summer and become, get ready, start spreading the news, New York City's seasonal ship. I don't know why Carnival doesn't do year-rounds anymore, digressing for a second. I mean, come on, you're Carnival. Can we have a ship out of New York City all year-round? Norwegian has two, actually two during season, but at least one year-round. Same thing with Royal Caribbean. Uh, the Carnival Sunshine, which is currently in New York City, it's been going back and forth from New York City in the summer and then C- Port Canaveral in the winter. What it's going to do is stay in Port Canaveral now. Then, after the summer, the Vista Sister, Carnival Horizon, will replace the Vista in Miami, and the Vista is going to pack up its game and head out west to Texas. That's a really nice addition for the Texas cruise market. It's going to go to Galveston. Uh, Then what's going to happen is a bunch of stuff. Carnival seems to be playing uh, musical chairs, musical ships, whatever you want to call it. The Splendor, you know, my buddy, is leaving Miami, and it's going to head to Long Beach, California, and that's going to replace the one that started it all, my very first cruise ship, the beautiful Carnival Miracle. What a lovely, lovely little ship that is. Definitely go on the Miracle if you can. Uh, Miracle's heading to Tampa. Hopefully you got that. There's not going to be a quiz, but Carnival is doing some shuffling. And uh, if you didn't get it, you can just hit the 30-second back button and try to just go a little bit slower or maybe do it a couple more times. I don't know if I even still got it. I think I do, though. All right, moving on. Virgin Voyages. They used to be called Virgin Cruises. They actually rebranded. That's crazy, right? Rebranding before you even launch. They're just getting started. So there's a new kid on the block. It's not breaking news. We've known about this for known about known about 
about this for a minute or two, but we haven't really covered it here because we've been <laughs> busy cruising, I guess. Uh, in case you didn't know, Richard Branson, who's that you know nutjob, wacko, billionaire, eccentric business and entertainment impresario, he founded several high-profile businesses. He's getting into the cruise game. He's well-known for being an eccentric guy, very successful. Truth is, though, he's not going to be the guy running things on this particular operation. This is going to be a joint venture with Bain Capital. They actually run the world uh, pretty much. While we think of Virgin as a huge company, uh, Bain Capital is just an absolute monster. Over the past couple of decades, they've acquired some of the companies uh, like AMC Theaters, if you heard of them, Burger King, maybe they ring a bell, Brookstone, Burlington Coat Factory, Domino's Pizza, Dunkin' Donuts, Guitar Center, uh, iHeartMedia, little little startup there. Oh, and uh, Sports Authority, I think it's Staples. There's a good future with Staples. Toys R Us, Warner Music Group, uh, the Weather Channel. Yeah, so they, they, they're pretty diverse, I'd say, right? So uh, they have the majority, and the guy who's going to run the show is going to be the president uh, and CEO of Virgin. So, so this – so – Tom McAlpin will run the show, and he does represent Virgin. But the majority of the shareholders are the majority shareholders are going to go to uh, Bain Capital, so they're going to have final say. But again, they probably won't meddle so much. Tom McAlpin will be running the show. He's actually the guy who was president of Disney uh, Cruise Line for a little while. Most recently, he was CEO of the World. Have you guys heard of this? It's a cruise line where people actually live at sea. I think it's almost like a floating condo, and you actually purchase your spot. You know, I don't know if you purchase the spot. I don't know if it's I don't know the, if it's condo rules or co-op rules, but uh, you know, we should probably get into that one day. The world. It's a cruise ship that just stays at sea, and people live there. Uh, we, we should probably just do a separate show on that one day as well. Anyway, they had their steel cutting Virgin Voyages, that is, for their first ship uh, in a ceremony on March 22nd. That marks the official start of construction for their first ever ship, set to launch in 2020. It's going to be about a 2,000 passenger capacity ship, and it's going to be uh, 110,000 gross tons. It's going to home port, guess where? Yep, Miami. They're describing a vessel. That will be unlike anything else at sea. And they say it's going to change the industry for good. That's a pretty bold statement for a 2,000 capacity ship and from a uh, cruise line that has no current ships right now. But again, in, in uh, Virgin Richard Branson and uh, you know Bain Capital fashion, they probably won't let you down. They probably will do some stuff that you just have not seen. Whether they're able to execute, whether they're able to run it properly, we'll find out. But you know the people that they've hired, the people that they've put in charge, the answer is probably yes. Um, in a follow-up to what we talked about a few episodes ago, it, it was meant to feature the MSC Seaside but also mentioned MSC's commitment to kind of put a dent in the entire North American market. They announced their third ship in these parts, and it's going to be launched in 2019. This ship is going to be called the MSC Meraviglia. I don't know. What do you guys think? The MSC Meraviglia. I would say, you know, you're you're clearly marching towards a takeover of the North American market. You might want to rethink that name maybe, right? Or no? We used to the uh, when you when you think of names of ships around here, what do you think of Liberty, Gem, Pride, Freedom, Anthem, Breakaway, Fantasy, 
and Meraviglia. I don't know. They were on the right track with the seaside. I mean, that's definitely something we uh, will sign right up for. But the uh, Meraviglia doesn't necessarily scream mainstream mass market. Anyway, they haven't announced a home port yet, but they're hinting that it might be Alaska or New York. Well, I don't even know what that means. How do you? How do they? What's? How do they hint? I don't. I, I don't. I don't get it. What do they do? They stand up there and they announce where the ship. We can't tell you where the ship's going to be, but it will rhyme with Blue Dork. Is that the hinting process? Where's the hints coming from? All right, let's take a trip down to one of the crown jewels of the Caribbean, Jamaica, man. I got to. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's just say Jamaica. I'm going to skip and try to refrain from torturing you with my Jamaican accent ever again. When I was growing up, that was like what I thought it was to meant to go to the Caribbean or the ultimate vacation. You know, you had different places that you heard of. I heard the Virgin. They had this on the Virgin. I'm not going to say. Yeah. The Virgin Islands. I remember that kind of going off. But that was kind of really not really so much. That was low on the radar. The Bahamas, that was really on the radar way way bigger when uh you know whether it was on tv commercials or whether you know kids in your class were gone for a week and they came back from the bahamas what else the um the the real crown jewel was jamaica though like if you were going to jamaica you were doing it big i remember in fourth grade where you going she comes back you know girls little girls got their hair braided where'd you go jamaica oh you oh you did it big you did it right to me it was always like i always i i I guess just the, the, Jamaica symbolized the Caribbean to me, just at least my perception. Not sure if it was true, but that's just what I had in my mind. Uh, the powers that be down there have announced a commitment to improving their capacity to take on more and larger ships. While they already have Montego Bay, Ocho Rios, and Falmouth, for those of you who like to live dangerously and want to introduce a little bit of you know, possible homicide to your tropical vacation, they say they're committed to putting a cruise port in Kingston. So that should be interesting. I don't know. It, it's, it's also interesting because even the popular ones now, the ones like I just mentioned before, who are already designed to take on huge, huge ships and you know, mass amounts of people – that is a stigma for Jamaica right now, and even in all inclusives or just you know resorts in general, the stigma in Jamaica is do not venture away from your resort. Now, if you're going to listen to Anthony Bourdain, you know Bill, Bill Burr, who you guys know I love, who is not a he's who is an enemy, he's an enemy to the cruiser, based on that Instagram post they had. He's got a bit on just killing us as cruisers, but again, I still got to laugh at the guy. He's hysterical, but. Uh, yeah, he had a just quick like throwaway line. He's like so, talking about Anthony Bourdain. If you listen to Anthony Bourdain, you know you can't. He's another enemy to the cruiser. You have to get knee deep into tribal life if you're freaking going on vacation. If you're Anthony Bourdain, you have to live with somebody in the middle of some remote area. So, and Bill Burr, as Bill Burr put it, puts it, he's like, I just liked it. Okay, I like the sandwich. I like the food. I'm not gonna turn eating a hot dog into an artistic experience like Anthony Bourdain. But I just thought that was funny. But uh, you know, it's just weird how just Jamaica in general is just known for, you know, stay on the freaking resort. Yes, Anthony Bourdain does go. And I'm sure, you know, as, as he acts like he's Mr. Big Shot and tough guy and uh, venturing into the wild jungle of Jamaica, finding the perfect jerk chicken. Yeah. You think there's not a security staff with him? I mean, I'm sure there is. So 
again, it's always important. I got an email uh, recently too asking, and I don't really even know. I didn't really know how to an- answer it because I'm not the utmost authority on it. But I got an email recently, and I'm sorry, I wasn't prepared to talk about this, so I don't have the name. But somebody asked me some tips for two women on how to stay safe in Jamaica, and you know, and really the truth is, I'm just going off the cuff. I'm not a security expert. What what I said was, and what I'll repeat here is that. You just don't make eye contact. I heard, you know, if you stay in group, stay in groups is the main thing. Do not veer off on your own, you know, especially if you're it, it not necessarily confident in your ability to defend yourself. You know, I would say, you know, especially women, but you can't say that nowadays. But uh, I would say if any human being who is less uh, confident in their ability to vet, defend themselves against criminals, uh, I would say stay in large groups and, uh, don't make eye contact. Don't get confrontational. Look down or maybe, you know, just be polite. Say thank you. No, no thank you. Just say no thank you and keep it moving. Do not start venturing out into areas that you don't know about. Know where you're going. Cab companies are typically reliable. They're going to bring you back and forth. Like I said, when I went to Mystic Mountain, I asked them if I can walk to Dun Rivers Falls. And again, I'm six foot one. I'm 255 pounds. And, you know, I'm with three or four other big guys. And the guy had no bones about it. He looked at me, smiled, and said, you can walk, but don't take a cab. So, again, what are you going to do? I'm not going to, you know, be the tough guy and be like, cool, yeah, who's going to mess with me? Yeah, a lot of people will mess with me. So I'm not, uh, I'm not looking to, you know, make a beautiful cruise vacation into a, a tragedy. So I would just say always know about your whereabouts. Be polite. Say no thank you. Don't engage yourself. Don't let them stop you. That's the first thing they're going to try to do. Hold on. Can I ask you a question? Maybe they'll throw a compliment at you. Maybe they'll act like they're asking for directions. Maybe they'll try to put a, you know, something to just get you to stop. That's their first step is that they want you to stop. Do not stop. Just smile, though. Don't be rude. Don't piss them off. Just smile. Oh, my gosh. No, thank you. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, thank you. I actually have to go. Sorry. Unfortunately, somebody will stop. Somebody will talk to them and listen to their questions or compliments and uh they will wait for a easier target you know there's a saying when you're in the water and you're being attacked by sharks and there's a lot of people you don't have to outswim the shark you just have to outswim everybody else that's in the water with you keep it moving that's it and be in groups that's all i could really say uh, that's you know. If anybody else has any suggestions, any professional people who actually know what they're talking about regarding security or you know crime prevention, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. All right. So, what do they want to do? They want to expand that port in Kingston. They also want to expand uh, the port in Antonio, Anton Antonio. Yeah, to the point where someone outside of the island maybe have heard of it. I don't know. I. Not familiar with that port. I do know that they have some sort of, you know, whether it's yachts or small ships or whatever, but it certainly isn't mainstream mass market cruises going there. Uh, They're saying that they're expanding also in the hope they can get a decent share of the growing Cuba and China markets. So China is obviously signing a lot of contracts with a lot of people and Norwegian, maybe one of the biggest ones. And they want to uh, get into Jamaica wants to see their piece of the pie with that. So understandably. So look for Jamaica to do big, big things. Specifically, they're looking at a five-year plan. Last year, they actually had 1.7 million cruise passengers hit their island. And within five years, by 2021, they're shooting for 2.5 million. All right. So 
You guys know a guy named Frank Del Rio? He is the president of and CEO of Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings. He spoke at an event recently, and he just gave some stats, and I thought these were interesting. Del Rio said that 82% cite destinations or itineraries as the key drivers of their cruise selection. So 82% of people pick their cruises based on itineraries, and then he compared that to the 77% of people who cited price, and then the 68% who said the length of the cruise was the most important factors. Uh, Embarkation points, sailing dates, past experience with a particular cruise line or ship were less important, according to Del Rio, who also said that only 6% chose a cruise based on travel agent recommendation. Um, He also noted that shore excursions were by far the biggest contributor to onboard revenue. My question is 82% plus 77% plus 68%. That's, you know, you're pushing almost 200%, right? I'd be more concerned with the fact that the CEO doesn't know how to do percentages, right? I mean, how does that even work? I'm sure there's probably an explanation for that. But I'm literally just reading the article and there is no clarification for what he means. And uh, they also noted that he does not even cite any area or study that was done where he came up with that data. He might have just pulled those numbers out of his ass. I'm sure he didn't. He's the CEO of Norwegian. But uh, I don't know. I would would like to ask you guys, again, Tommy at alwaysbebook.com, what is the biggest reason you cruise? Because that's the, the thing that is the most confusing for me when I go to book. For example... Uh, this last booking that I did, I was really, really, I've been really, really hellbent on doing a Panama Canal full crossing. And I really want to do that. And I still really do want to do that. But I looked at it and the only ships that were going were either ships that I've been on or ships that I'm just quite frankly not excited about. And doing this and doing what I do in the industry and trying to kind of bring you guys the most information also factors into what I'm going to book. And the opportunity to go on the Vista or the Escape, I have to weigh that. So my personal bucket list, I want to go on the, uh, you know, I want to go on a Panama Canal run. But what kind of cruise uh, authority would I be for you guys if I am not seeing the latest innovations in the industry on either the Vista or the Escape? So again, what do you guys choose it by? Is it price? I know Marty from from Jersey. He wants a sun deck. That's it. He wants a comfortable sun deck and a nice place to live because you know he always he's a he's got a really good cruise planner and he always seems to get upgrades. So that's all he really wants. He wants to make sure he has a lot of room on the Lido deck to be in the sun. And he said he sailed the breakaway once and he was like, man, what a beautiful ship, but I'll never go on it ever again. Why? Because the Lido deck was too crowded. You got almost 4,000 people or so, whatever it is, 4,000 people on that ship, more than that. And a very average size Lido deck and it's just very, very cramped. And that really, really turned him off. Just like me. I'm hell-bent on the aft part of the ship with the back of the ship with the pool and the bar. If I don't have that on a ship, it's very, very disappointing to me. So everybody has their own reason why they cruise, whether it's price, whether it's the ship, whether it's the uh, itinerary, whether it's the you know ability to do certain excursions, or I guess the region. Tell me why you pick your cruise and what you base your booking decisions on. That's it. Okay, so... Let's move on. I wanted to talk a little bit about the Celebrity Edge. I know I'm late to the party with this. Uh, 
I told you guys that you know we cover. I, I was really really interested in the future ship that we covered the last time, which is the MSCC side. This one seems to be on another level. We're talking about a 117 gross ton ship, and it'll carry 2,900 people. So it's not a mega ship. Uh, and it's not something from a size and capacity standpoint is going to change the whole game for good. But starting in Fort Lauderdale in 2018 in the uh, winter, we're going to do Eastern Caribbeans on the edge. And it's going to be hit San Juan, Tortola, St. Martin. It's uh, also going to do Western Caribbean. So I guess they'll alternate. And it's going to hit Key West, Costa Maya, Cozumel, and Grand Cayman. And it's, I mean, they're talking about this ship like it is, like, literally the second coming. Royal Caribbean claims to bring the wow, but their little and more apparently luxurious sister cruise line, the Celebrity, is looking to stake a claim to that as well. They're trying to claim that this is going to be the most innovative cruise ship at sea. And uh, from the waves that it's creating throughout the industry, it sounds like they might be right. Uh it also depends upon what you consider innovative. You know what I'm saying? This one really, really makes a strong case, though. Edge is the first of a projected five Edge-class ships that are going to be released in – well, the first is going to be released in December 2018, and that is the aptly named Edge, uh, the, the title track, if you if you will. Each of these ships, they're going to cost a billion dollars. I mean we're going to a new level here. Now let's get to the fun stuff. Uh, let's talk about the balcony staterooms. As we are accustomed to with normal balconies, you know, it's usually a large window, the door that opens up leads out into the outdoor space of your cabin. What they're doing on the edge is with just a touch of the finger, the entire window, wall, whatever, the entire, uh, I guess, facade that separates you from the outdoor space is going to open up like a space stage garage door. And it's going to expose your entire stateroom to the great outdoors. I mean, I, I, I'm just trying to even picture this happening. Just trying to put myself in some of the balconies I've been on and see, imagining being able to do this. And I'm just kind of like speechless. The only thing separating you from the sky and the sea is the glass partition that keeps you from falling off the damn ship. I'd have that thing open the whole time. I mean, <laughs> just be out there, right? You can do whatever you want. I went, One time I dragged a mattress out there and I slept out there, but that wasn't because, you know, for any other reason that I uh, met a, uh, I met somebody in the casino and I was entertaining a new friend as a house guest. Um, they are calling this an infinity veranda since it basically means the staterooms are now larger. They're kind of factoring that in as ba- being just a larger room now. And what they're doing is designing bathrooms and every other space in the cabin, closets, everything. And they're kind of increasing the size of them relative to the increased space that you will perceive to have based on having this open balcony. Uh, Sounds really cool, man. I definitely want to check that out. I absolutely – I mean, again, I'm not the biggest – I'm a big three guy. And we told you this whole podcast is pretty much based on the big three. But you know, this might be a reason to – elevate a little bit and go up to another level and check out a celebrity ship the most notorious innovation on the ship is the magic carpet this is i mean this is out of control it's pretty much like an exterior elevator like if you um you know you know those buildings that are just being constructed and then you know you just have the frame the shell you know what i mean the this the steel i guess network and then they'll attach like a makeshift temporary elevator to kind of go up and down the, sh- the building this is what this kind of looks like except it's the size of a freaking tennis court it moves up and down the ship it goes from deck t- two all the way to deck 16 
some of the uses that they're going to give to it is a lunch cafe. So you could pop in there and, you know, have a sandwich and maybe some coffee and, you know, some wine or whatever. Uh, it's also going to be used as an extension of the Lido deck for deck parties. They're going to actually put the DJ on it. And it's just going to be like a, you know, a party that just goes up and down the side of the ship at night. Also, they're going to have it be a fine dining restaurant on the venue as well. Just, you know, just think like 16 stories up. That's when it's going to be the restaurant when there's when it's on the 16th floor. I mean, looking over the ocean or whatever port you're in, you're off the side of a friggin' ship and you're enjoying the pretty much, you know, and that's what they're known for. When you elevate from the big three to princess and uh you know celebrity what they talk most about is the food just the food goes to a whole nother level so just picture being up there on the 16th floor off the side of the ship enjoying some of the best cuisine available at sea maybe a cocktail man what an experience that's probably going to be uh it's also going to be used as a disembarkation location at tender ports as well on the edge you can also control everything by your phone. So they're going to have this app that you can download, and you could do whatever from literally ordering drinks to wherever you are. You could book shore excursions just on the fly. You could also control the temperature of your room with your phone. And this is, you know, like I said, it's done by a mobile app right off your phone. You can also uh, put in, I guess, I don't know how you exactly do this, but you can input some information prior to your cruise and It'll use that and smartly alert you to when some of those activities that they think you might be interested in are about to start. They also have a solarium. So I guess being the big sister of a Royal Caribbean – I shouldn't say big sister, right? They're the smaller, yeah. So uh, the the little sister of Royal Caribbean Cruise Line, you get to steal the names of their signature spaces throughout the ship. Uh, this particular solarium is an adults-only area as well. Uh, it has a pool that is completely enclosed in glass to protect it from any type of you know, inclement weather or anything like that. Next to that, there's a rooftop garden that's looking to take a celebrity standard to another level. The Lawn Club has become a staple, as you guys know, on celebrity ships where you have that actual grass uh, lawn, you know, whatever you do, whatever they do, you sit on it, play bocce ball, whatever you do on the lawn, they have a lawn. It'd be a really cool thing at sea to have actual growing grass on a cruise ship. I kind of wanted to see that up close too. But on this ship, it's going to another level. They'll have the lawn, but they're also going to have trees planted, uh, really nice flowers, plant life all over the place. Uh, and it's going to be basically in an area kind of like a park where guests can enjoy jazz music. There's going to be some dinner and movie nights under the stars in a seemingly authentic and pretty much immaculately maintained real deal park. Um, Now to the big shot spots. This doesn't really apply to me. Maybe it applies to you, but uh, I'll just kind of breeze over it just so you guys know. I'm pretty much not going to spend my money. I'd rather, instead of spending, I don't know how you guys feel. Instead of if I ever was in the level where I could kind of get one of those big, you know, owner suites or villas or whatever, I would not do it and just book two or three other cruises uh, as a commoner. You know what I'm saying? That's just me though. So uh, getting into it, normally celebrity ships are made up of 5% suites. Uh, On the edge, they're going to make up 12%, around 12, 11 or 12%. These suites have been completely updated and redesigned from what you think in terms of any decor in any room at sea. There's six also uh, luxury villas that are two levels with plunge pools. 
whatever that is. What is a plunge pool as opposed to a non-plunge pool? Or don't you like what is you? Can somebody tell me what a plunge pool is? But I've seen the pictures. They look amazing. It also gives you a private access directly to one of the ship's sun decks. The boss, Richard Fain, CEO of uh, Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines in general, I guess, because not to be mistaken, Royal Caribbean has a Royal Caribbean Cruise Line, and then they have Royal Caribbean ltd or holdings or whatever it is that is the parent company for celebrity and uh i believe a couple of other cruise lines as well but uh richard fain had a great quote about the celebrity class venture he said when you have to sign a contract for five billion your hand shakes but now that i've seen the design my hand no longer shakes that's a great line like you know basically saying that he, he's shitting his pants having to write a five billion dollar check and that was immediately calmed down by the by the seeing the actual design and knows that it's going to sell knows he's going to make his money back so on and so forth all right guys that's pretty much it for this week thank you guys so much for listening i know we were pretty much news heavy but it's been a few weeks we had the cruise we had a lot of stuff going on and we've kind of been ignoring the cruise world that's been going around us lately so we wanted to make sure that we did kind of deep dive on some of the stories that were in the mix for the last couple of weeks and since we had waited so long there were a couple more out there that we wanted to touch on and what do you know it took us into almost an hour here but again thank you so much for listening just a reminder always be booked on instagram tell a friend uh, about the show as well subscribe on itunes check us out on stitcher check out the youtube video uh, with the montage as well as the funny video of the lovely Miss K taking out the instructor on the flow rider. I did a couple of versions, uh, slow motion as well. She loves it. She she can't be happier. <laughs> She's kidding. I'm kidding. She's a good sport. She doesn't mind. And um, the uh, if you want to see the personal uh, YouTube site, I wish I could just take some of the videos that did really well over there and just kind of move them over to the Always Be Booked YouTube channel. But if you want to check them out, uh, the YouTube is TomCass19. Once again, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Take care. There's a place where the boat leaves from. It takes away a little your big problems. You could worries, you could drive them in the blue ocean. But you got to get away to where the boat leaves from. Take one part sand, one part sea, and one part shade of a nine on tree. And the drinks are cold, and the reggae is hot, and I know this is the place for me. Get away to where the boat leaves from. It takes away all of your big problems. You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves. Jimmy. Good island somewhere Well, all ride the boats And don't grab your coat You won't need it Where we are going Get away To where the boat leaves from It takes away All of your big problems You could worry You could drop them In the blue ocean But you gotta get away To where the boat leaves from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up Put me down Put me down, and when I fall on my stool, put me down. I'll just leave there till morning comes round. With sunshine, ten ladies, and pina coladas, and Bob Marley songs that are playing. There's a song in my ear.
soft tropical lips that are